everyone. Welcome back. I appreciate you joining me on another episode of the Optimal You Podcast. Today's topic is another one that can have a major impact on your health, happiness, performance, and your future. In fact, few topics are more important than the one we will discuss today. And it's another pillar from our team acronym, and it's the A, which stands for Actions and Habits. If you improve your daily habits, you can improve your life. And I could argue that this pillar is actually the most important because it determines whether or not you will succeed at the other three. If you show me your daily habits, I will show you how successful you are. So again, if I can get into the life of somebody and look at their daily habits, I can likely determine how successful they are. So what exactly am I talking about when I say actions and habits? Well, daily habits of success are the small actions that we take every day that can lead to major results and can help us to achieve our goals and develop personally. These daily success habits are necessary for our personal and professional growth and are crucial when helping us to become more productive, healthier, and happier. It's small, consistent steps you take that compound and lead to big results. I know there's some athletes or former athletes listening to this podcast right now, so let's, let's look at this from a professional athlete's perspective, and let's take an NFL quarterback. They don't just show up on game day and expect to be successful. They're habits they implement, and they do them consistently to prepare for each game. You know, there's the workouts and development of their body. There's treatments such as stretching and massages and work with their trainers, ice therapy, cryotherapy. There's hydration and nutrition they focus on. There's sleep routines, film study, throwing mechanic work, footwork, practice with the whole team, throwing with just the receivers, exchanges and communication with the center, playbook review, individual work with the quarterback coach, meetings with the offensive coordinator, just countless actions and habits to prepare. And all those items add up. They implement those small habits in an effort to have big results. But it's the same for you. If you have daily actions that you take that move your needle forward, you set yourself up for success. But conversely, if you have negative habits, you'll likely regress, not reach your potential, and not be as happy, healthy, or productive as you could be. Because our daily habits can greatly influence our lives, from our overall productivity to our well-being. A study conducted at Duke found that up to 40% of our daily actions are actually habits, which means they're automatic and require little conscious thought. But this shows us how important it is to cultivate good habits to achieve our success. Since 40% of what we do is a habit, you have to consciously implement positive ones, but also replace the negative ones. Steps you do so often, it becomes automatic. And sometimes, like I said, it's subconscious decisions you make based off your experiences because your brain tries to save energy so it kind of dishes it off to your subconscious. But the important concept to remember is that there are not one or two daily habits that will likely put you over the top. Instead, there are a series of smaller habits that if you continue to implement, stay consistent with, and practice daily, you will stack small wins that will lead to major results. Michelangelo put it great. He said, if, if people knew how hard I worked to get my mastery, it wouldn't seem so wonderful at all. It's the small, consistent, and persistent steps that will eventually lead to greatness because small habits of success practiced regularly can have a compounding effect. Music 
one of the world's leading experts on actions and habits is a guy named James Clear. And he wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And I'm going to read an excerpt from that book because I just think it's a perfect example of how your daily actions and habits can lead to major results. So again, it comes from a book called Atomic Habits. The fate of British cycling changed one day in 2003. The organization, which was the governing body for professional cycling in Great Britain, had recently hired Dave Brailsford as its new performance director. At the time, professional cyclists in Great Britain had endured nearly 100 years of mediocrity. Since 1908, British riders had won just a single gold medal at the Olympic Games, and they fared even worse in cycling's biggest race, the Tour de France. In 110 years, no British cyclist had ever won the event. In fact, the performance of British riders had been so underwhelming that one of the top bike manufacturers in Europe refused to sell bikes to the team because they were afraid that it would hurt sales if other professionals saw the Brits using their gear. Brailsfield had been hired to put British cycling on a new trajectory. What made him different from previous coaches was his relentless commitment to a strategy that he referred to as the aggregation of marginal gains, which was the philosophy of searching for a tiny margin of improvement in everything you do. Brailsford said the whole principle came from the idea that if you broke down everything you could think of that goes into riding a bike and then improve it by 1%, you will get a significant increase when you put it then all together. Brailsford and his coaches began by making small adjustments you might expect from a professional cycling team. They redesigned the bike seats to make them more comfortable and rubbed alcohol on the tires for a better grip. They asked riders to wear electrically heated overshorts to maintain ideal muscle temperature while riding and used biofeedback sensors to monitor how each athlete responded to a particular workout. The team tested various fabrics in a wind tunnel and had their outdoor riders switch to indoor racing suits, which proved to be lighter and more aerodynamic. But they didn't stop there. Brailsford and his team continued to find 1% improvements in overlooked and unexpected areas. They tested different types of massage gels to see which one led to fastest muscle recovery. They hired a surgeon to teach each rider the best way to wash their hands to reduce the chances of catching a cold. They determined a type of pillow and mattress that led to the best night's sleep for each rider. They even painted the inside of the team truck white which helped them spot little bits of dust that would normally slip by unnoticed but could degrade the performance of the finely tuned bikes. As these and hundreds of other small improvements accumulated, the results came faster than anyone could have ever imagined. Just five years after Brailsford took over, the British cycling team dominated the road and track cycling events at the 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing, where they won an astounding 60% of the gold medals available. Four years later, when the Olympic Games came to London, the Brits raised the bar as they set nine Olympic records and even seven world records. That same year, Bradley Wiggins became the first British cyclist to win the Tour de France. The next year, his teammate, Chris Froome, won the race, and he would go on to win again in 2015, 16, and 17, giving the British team five Tour de France victories in six years. During the 10-year span from 2007 to 2017, British cyclists won 178 world championships and 66 Olympic or Paralympic gold medals and captured five Tour de France victories in what is widely regarded as the most successful run in cycling history.
How does this happen? How does a team of previously ordinary athletes transform into world champions with tiny changes that, at first glance, would seem to make a modest difference at best? Why do small improvements accumulate into such remarkable results? And how can you replicate this approach in your own life? It's so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. Too often, we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action. Whether it is losing weight, building a business, writing a book, winning a championship, or achieving any other goal, we put pressure on ourselves to make some earth-shattering improvement that everyone will talk about. Meanwhile, improving by 1% isn't particularly notable. Sometimes it is even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful, especially in the long run. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. Here's how the math works. If you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Conversely, if you get 1% worse each year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. What starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates into something much more. You know, I think that story is just fascinating and James Clear does such an amazing job at illustrating the importance of finding the habits of success, implementing them, stacking small gains, and accumulating growth that leads to major improvement. But ask yourself the question, you might not be a cyclist, but what are your areas? Where can you grow? What habits can you stop? And what habits can you replace them with so you grow to reach your mastery? You know, I've heard so many times the quote, success leaves clues. Well, here are the clues. If you want what world-class brings, you have to do world-class things. Because the quality of your habits in many ways determines the quality of your life. Really, the clue is high-impact habits lead to high-impact results. You know, Kobe Bryant put this great. I remember hearing this quote one time, and he said, those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not a destination. It's the journey. And if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is you won't accomplish your dreams your dreams won't come true, something greater will. And again, you have to be willing to do what you know you should do when you don't feel like doing it. And here are some tips. When you're about to do something or when you're reflecting on your daily habits, think to yourself, is this benefiting me? Is it serving me? Is it making me better? Is it moving my needle forward? Is it improving me? And if the answer is not, it might be time to stop. Identify what triggers your bad habit and avoid it, and instead replace your bad habit with a positive one. Start small. Begin with one small habit and then gradually add more. And make it a routine. Make it automatic. If you want to start exercising, specify the goal, the date, the time, and the location. Even put your clothes out the night before you plan on going to the gym, because that visual cue will increase the likelihood of you executing. When we have a routine, we can focus better on our tasks and complete them efficiently. Implement systems that make productive habits easier. You know, another quote by James Clear was, you do not rise to the level of your goals, 
you fall to the level of your systems. And what he's basically trying to say is that you can have every goal in the world, but if your systems that you have implemented for yourself aren't effective, the likelihood of you reaching those goals isn't as strong. You also have to be persistent. You may not see immediate results, but you also don't see immediate results when you plant a tree. Continue to cultivate it, establish the roots, build the foundation, and fall in love with the process because you have to realize and accept the fact that it's a journey. It's not a destination. This is something that continuously happens. A big tip is to change your environment. If you're hanging out with two smokers, you'll be the third. But if you hang out with two people who are healthy and go to the gym, you'll be the third. If you hang out in donut shops, you'll eat donuts. And if you have junk food in your house, there's a better chance you're going to eat junk food. One of the most effective ways to improve your habits is to change your environment. Also, hold yourself accountable. Write it down. Be specific. Write the date and time. And don't just say, I'm going to get in better shape. Be clear. I'm going to get in better shape by X at X by doing X amount of workouts per week and use a habit tracker to monitor your progress so you can better hold yourself accountable. You should also identify with it. Don't say, I'm not someone who exercises because if you say that, you'll believe it. Instead, tell yourself, I'm someone who exercises. I'm someone who's healthy. It's a little brain trick you can play on yourself that can increase the likelihood of you carrying out these positive habits. Also, seek support. Get into a group. Get support from family or friends. Or get onto a team. That's why I call my team Team Impact. If you get on a tribe of like-minded people, you're more likely to carry it out. So what are some of the important daily habits that you can implement? Well, that's a little bit of a tough question because there's probably thousands we can discuss. And there are ones that are specific to your business or industry or personal circumstances or niche. But let's focus on some that could be universally beneficial to anybody. Like if someone came to me and said, I'm starting from scratch, what are just some general daily habits of success that I can implement to help myself? Here's what I would tell them. Number one, prioritize sleep. This one is so overlooked and so underappreciated. Some people even brag about surviving on little sleep. I've even heard people say, well, I'll sleep when I'm dead. But your quality of sleep is just as important to you as food and water. Research has shown that sleep plays a pivotal role in your physical and mental health. A lot of places will say we're supposed to get seven to nine hours of sleep per night, but there's a high percentage of people that don't get up to seven to nine hours of sleep per night. But lack of sleep can lead to decreased attention span, impaired memory, decreased cognitive function, as well as a weakened immune system. But a study published in the Journal of Sleep Research found that quality sleep can improve our mood, reduce stress, and increase our ability to concentrate. So it's critical to set a good sleep habit and implement it as something you could do that can help your success. The next tip would be to wake up early and establish a solid morning routine and include gratitude and meditation and things we discussed in episode three. If you wake up early and create a productive morning, you can accomplish several important steps before the rest of the world even opens their eyes. In fact, many successful people wake up early to have more time to plan their day and complete their morning tasks. So there's three P's that I do every morning, positive thinking, personal development, and priming the body. And the million dollar morning routine will be the topic in a future episode. The next tip would be to get sunlight. 
Because sunlight, especially the morning sunlight, is not only a natural and free source of light, it also has numerous health benefits for our body. Research has actually shown that morning sunlight can have a positive impact on our mood and energy levels. And obviously, it's also a very abundant source of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for our bodies. There's a fascinating person. His name is Dr. Andrew Huberman, who is a neuroscientist and professor at Stanford. He also has a great podcast called The Huberman Lab. And he explains that sunlight is essential for the synchronization of our internal clocks with the outside world through a process called our circadian rhythm. And he highlights how important it is to get sunlight in the morning to trigger, to trigger the start of our day correctly. So it, it helps our natural internal clock, which regulates our sleeping and waking cycles. And exposure to sunlight in the morning helps to reset this internal clock and helps us to actually wake up more naturally. The next tip is something that we will talk about in our next episode, and it's to exercise. We weren't designed to sit in cubicles for 8 to 10 hours a day and then sit on the couch for 3 hours at night watching TV. In fact, this is something that everybody who is capable of doing should do. There are numerous benefits for exercising. It's not just for bodybuilders. If you want to improve your mood and energy, exercise. If you want to improve your sleep and decrease your stress levels, exercise. If you want to have a better body and you want to maximize your brain's performance, you should exercise. If you want to have better mental health and higher productivity, you should exercise. In addition to moving and walking at least 10,000 steps a day, I also suggest that people do resistance training three to five days per week. And people may say, well, I don't know how. I've never been taught. Okay, well, there's thousands of books and podcasts and coaches you can go to to can show you how. Or I don't have the time. Okay, you can make the time. I had a very, very busy day today, and I knew that going into the day. So I woke up this morning at 4.30, and after my morning routine, I had time to exercise before I went to work. You have to prioritize the things that are important. The next step is also to hydrate, because the research shows that three out of four people listening to this podcast right now are likely dehydrated. And I believe this came out of the National Institute of Health, but they said as little as 2% dehydration can lead to decreased performance and endurance, increased fatigue, lower motivation. And I discussed this in episode three, but if you want to improve your focus, energy, effort, thinking, short-term memory, skin, reaction time, digestion, kidney function, cushioning of joints, hydrate. I aim to get at least a gallon of water a day. The next tip I would give to somebody is to get your nutrition on point. If you don't know how, listen to episode four. Because the benefits of healthy eating are innumerable. From brain to body to disease prevention, healthy eating is one of the most important habits you can implement. And finally, I would tell people to read. Successful people often read for personal and professional development. Reading can improve our knowledge, our vocabulary, our critical thinking skills. And books have the answers to many of the world's problems. So I encourage people to take time every single day to read. And look, you may not be an NFL quarterback like we discussed earlier, and you might not be the next Tour de France champion, but daily habits of success can improve our mood and our overall well-being. When we have a routine, we feel more organized and in control of our lives. Habits like exercising, eating healthy, staying hydrated, reading, getting enough sleep, getting morning sunlight, having a solid morning routine can improve our physical and mental health. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Optimal You podcast. If this episode helped you, please be sure to share it with other people. Also, be sure to leave a comment and to subscribe. 
For more information, you can visit my website at danorourkeconsulting.com. That's D-A-N-O-R-O-U-R-K-E consulting.com. Or follow me on Instagram at dr.danorourke. Thanks again, everybody, and go be your optimal.